You are listening to the recording of a live show. Please do not call or text, as this is a recording, and lines are now closed. In the name of Allah, most gracious, ever merciful, good morning, welcome, assalamu alaikum, and may the peace and blessings of Allah be upon you all from Thursday morning breakfast show with myself, Gayoum, and joining me is Brother Amini. Good morning, Brother Amini, peace be on you. How are you this morning? Alhamdulillah, good morning to you, Brother Gayoum. How are you? All good, um, you know, on this fine, misty, foggy, wet day. Um... It seems to me that um, it's not just the weather, which is misty and foggy and unpredictable at the moment, and, and all doom and gloom. Um, looking at the newspapers this morning, and what's happening in and around us, um, it seems to be the the, the trend of of, uh, of of this time period that we're going through. But it is voice of Islam. There's always sunshine. <laughs> voice of Islam. Um, but talking about uh, the, the 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 weather. Um, what is uh, what is what is the weather saying? So today we um, see showers or spells of rain in eastern Scotland, uh, and it will be heavy at times. Elsewhere, there will be a mix of sunny spells and showers, possibly heavy and thundery in places. Uh, tonight will turn drier, um, early for most, with clear spells developing. Showers move into Northern Ireland. Um, in, in South England and Wales, heavy rain continues in eastern Scotland. And then for tomorrow, Friday, showers are expected for, for many, possibly heavy at times. Long spells of rain in, in southern Scotland and the far north of England. Drier with sunshine in north and northwest Scotland. And the outlook for Saturday to Monday Saturday looks to be drier for most with just a few light showers in the afternoon, becoming cloudier with, with, with rain spells in the far northwest and south on, on Sunday, but dry and warm with sunny spells elsewhere. On Monday, Scotland and, and uh, Northern Ireland may see overcast conditions and heavy rain. In England, it could be very warm with plenty of sunshine. Rain, 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 rain autumn. Rain, rain. The, the autumn is here, so I suppose one shouldn't complain. Um, this is, uh, um, you know, this is part and parcel of, of uh, the seasons. Uh, or in fact, this is, I should say, this is part and parcel of the one guaranteed season that we have, which is rain. <laughs> so one, sh- one shouldn't complain. Um, 
But uh, um, it is what it is. Um, one needs to make sure that uh, when you are going out, we're, we're, we're coming to that uh, time of the year where there is that slight chill in the air and, and we have had a good summer um, and people are used to, you know, going out on their T-shirts or wearing more summery clothes. Um, but there is that chill which is coming up in the air. So do make sure that... Uh, what, yes. have, what have you come in? You're just wearing just a T-shirt, that's it? Yeah, but I come on the car, so it's just around the corner. <laughs> See, but I, <laughs> but I, you know, it's it's a it's a. I, I'm talking about people who, especially in this country, who tend to travel, you know, on on okay. uh, on public transport or they're walking, mm. um, and it is raining. So make sure that you're fully equipped, uh, that uh, you either have, uh, you know, you like yourself, you know, you youngsters love your hoodies and whatnot. So make sure you ever take uh, either a hoodie with you or you have an umbrella, um, or uh, you know, you've got you've got the the adequate um, clothing on to to ensure that you're protected, so you don't catch a chill. Because uh, you know it's uh, you know, and and I say that because I remember this is going back some time, catching a chill in this weather, and and then you when you're going through your recovery period, you think, what? Why did I? Why did I even get to this point? And, and you lose so much time just because one is being careless. So do do take care, make sure, and not just for yourself, especially um, if if you have elderly people, if you've got elderly parents, um, um, and you know it's uh, it's still a time of change. Make sure that uh, that you're looking after their need and and uh, that they they are adequately clothed and uh, and equipped to to go out. But going straight to what the newspapers are saying. Well, actually, before we get to the newspapers, um, we're going to have an extended news. Um, uh, we're going to have an extended news hour this morning. We're going to we're going to see what's happening in the world. We're going to um, we're going to see what the newspapers are covering because there's so much happening in the world that we thought, okay, let's let's give the news, uh, uh, you know, a bit of an extension. But uh, after the eight o'clock news, uh, we're going to go and talk um, about what are we going to be talking about? We're going to talk about construction. We're going to be talking about. Um, we're talking about something about construction. Yeah, you know, you know, it's it's a Thursday morning. I haven't had my coffee yet. So we're going to be talking about mimicking nature to make low carbon buildings. See, buildings. I knew buildings, that there was a buildings word. It was something to do. With it was something to do with construction. Um, we're going to be talking about uh, um, um, how low carbon buildings um, are constructed and uh, the benefit of them. Um, in fact, uh, you know, in fact, it was only yesterday I was watching this program. Uh, um, and uh, it was all about prefab um, constructions, which w- were very popular after the Second World War. Um, and but they're now in, uh, they're now in, uh, um, they've come back, uh, they, they've come back in trend, but uh, a lot more bespoke, a lot more, um, a lot more trendy, a lot more in line with health and safety regulations. But we're going to be doing that um, after the eight o'clock news. But going on to our newspapers for the day um let's see which what have we got we've got let's see what the eye is saying the, i mean the the prime minister had her first um um we had her she had her first uh, q question question answer session with the uh, Keir Starmer um an interesting interesting exchange i thought it was uh, quite quite uh, refreshing um, uh, exchange. Um, mm. Normally, it's a Punch and Judy show, but yesterday there were as much as one doesn't have to agree with the with the content of of the exchange, the manner how the exchange was done, 
was 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 very different. You could you could you could see uh, how confident um, the prime minister is in her delivery. She kept referring to herself as I, the prime minister, and she kept talking about her ministers, um, and which was a stark difference from from before. Where um, and and she's got and and you're too young, um, brother Amini, to remember this. Um, but Margaret Thatcher used to have the same kind of stance. Ah, okay. She was very confident about her status, her position, and all her ministers. Mm-hmm. She always used to refer to them as my foreign secretary, my climate secretary, my my uh, chancellor. Uh, and and Theresa May has uh, no, sorry, not Theresa May. Liz Truss has has kind of kind of picked up that that uh, same style. Uh, whereas with Boris Johnson it was like the foreign the, secretary. Yeah. It was it wasn't. Um, I mean, she's taken ownership of her role. Mm-hmm. And as much as I, d- I, I don't agree uh, with a lot of the stuff on either side of, of the parliamentary floors, um, there was a healthy debate. And what I found really refreshing was that at the end of the debate, after the PMQ, Keir Starmer walked up to uh, Liz Truss and there was a, there was a, a, a very um, um, courteous exchange um, between the two. Okay. Um, and and you could see that you know, see that on on the on on the camera, that uh, that, that there was this uh, mutual respect between mm. two leaders, um, who 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 were having this uh, uh, exchange of uh, of political views. And and what was so evident was that uh, the the clear difference between ideologies of where conservatism wants to go, and what Labour would do. If uh, if they had come into power, anything that uh, piqued your interest? Um, there was um, no gun found in in in, in car of a man shot uh-huh. dead by the police, and the watchdog confirms this. So, Chris Cabber um, died after a chase that ended in Streatham Hill, South London, on 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 Monday night. Around the corner. Yeah. Um, Chris Cabba, he was who was due to become a father within months, died following a pursuit that ended in Streatham Hill on Monday night. The 24-year-old's Audi was hemmed in by two police cars in narrow residential street um, before one round was fired from a police weapon. CPR was administered um, immediately by officers at the scene and Mr Cabba was taken to hospital where he died later in the night. The independent officer for police conduct confirmed. The watchdog said it was understood police had tried to stop him after the eviction of uh, activation of an automatic number plate recognition camera indicating the car he was driving was linked to a firearms incident in the previous days. A detailed search was completed on Tuesday night and no police issue, issue firearm was found in the vehicle or at the scene. It is understood the only gun recovered from the scene was the one involved in the incident. In a statement on Wednesday, the IOPC said, We understand at this stage that police officers in an armed response vehicle attempted to stop the vehicle Mr. Cabo was in, following the activation of an automatic number plate recognition camera, which indicated the vehicle was linked to a firearms incident in the previous days. As the investigation into that incident is ongoing by the MPS, it would not be appropriate to to provide further information. A detailed search of the scene and surrounding area was completed last night. 
no non-police issue firearm has been recovered from the vehicle or the scene. Forensic, forensic examin examinations will be completed on the car and some of the police vehicles involved in the incident, the watchdog said. Um, Brother Kim, this is, um, I mean, we, we live in London. Uh, we've been seeing, even even when we see on, on social media, we see that there's a lot of, unfortunately, there is a lot of um, crime in regards to firearms and knife crimes and, 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 and stabbings. And it's unfortunate that they, it, was, it was a, I don't know, maybe a misunderstanding from the police that there was, whatever it was, um, at the end of the day, we can just pray for the for the poor guy that's gone through this and his family that, you know, may may Allah the Almighty um, grant them patience to 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 while they undergo this this difficult time. Most definitely, I mean, I agree with you. I think uh, you know the 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 times we're living in, um, the, the 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 rate of uh, uh, of increase in crime is is. Uh, especially in violent crime, knife mm. crime. I mean, I remember, you know, people used to talk about knife crime. Gun crime wasn't even a topic of discussion because we weren't a country where guns were readily available. But in, in recent years, um, gun crime has, has increased. And and as, and as I agree with you, you know, the, the, in this scenario, in this particular scenario, you know, our, our thoughts are with the, with the victim who, who has lost his life. But I, I kind of you know we we do need to look at the other side of the coin that uh, with the increase in gun crime um the the, the law enforcement needs to be equipped hmm. for the type of crime that is increasing as well um and 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 yes there has been uh, too many far too many instances where um the the police have been found short um in respect of how to deal with with such mm, matters yeah. um and and uh, of course there are independent uh, commissions that are set up. Inquiries are being done, and as you said, it's been confirmed that, uh, um, that the the gentleman did not have a firearm with him. Um, and uh, maybe, you know, this this is these are one of those areas where the police will need to look at as to how um, you know they can learn from these events um, and uh, and and move forward yeah, and, and to ensure yeah. that this doesn't happen again. Because again, you know, it's it's easy for me to sit here and say that. Um, because this is not the first time. This isn't the first time. There's been instances before. Mm, yeah. And again, the police have been left in a position where they've been left uh, um, um, questioned um, yeah. in, in respect of their behavior. But um, that doesn't mean... And, and, and again, uh, as I said, you know, incidences like this do happen. Mistakes do get made. Um, but uh, the solutions are about accepting the mistake and learning from them and making sure that more stringent action, more stringent regulations and rules are put into place to ensure that uh, these instances don't happen again. Um, let's go Let's go and uh, bring uh, uh, Brother Ali Khan into our conversation. Um, good morning. Welcome. Peace be on you, Brother Ali. Good morning. Peace be upon you. How are you chats this morning? Yeah, we're doing good, alhamdulillah. Uh, it's, it's, it's a chilly start to the day, so uh, <laughs> we're here, alhamdulillah. Yeah, summer is behind us. I guess you've had that conversation already this morning. Yes, yes, we have. Brother Ali, um, I know you love your politics. And, uh, oh, surreal. So, surreal yesterday. So, so yesterday, PMQ, I mean, I was I was just telling, uh, uh, I was just speaking to Brother Amini about this, that it was a refreshing change. You don't have to agree with the content of the exchange but the exchange was very pleasant it was it felt like pmq it wasn't punch and judy show 
Yeah, you're absolutely right. It was it was surreal uh, to see the the tone of the conversation um, between the two of them. Um, when with PMQs with Boris Johnson, it was almost every every point made by Keir Starmer, you would see every point made by Keir Starmer, you would see essentially an an insult be returned almost straight away. And you could also see Keir Starmer's change of approach in that he was very tentative, he was very deliberate, he was very brief, and it almost felt the conversation was very factual. It didn't descend into just rhetoric, um, it, you know, um, and storytelling. It was it was very factual. But for me, it, the whole situation at the moment, it feels surreal in that what's due to be announced today regarding the energy bills, for me, I feel cheated that the six weeks, seven weeks of the leadership uh, debate, for me, has been undermined because what looks like is going to be announced today by the PM is directly opposite to what she was arguing against the whole summer. And I'm feeling, do the, do the Tory membership feel cheated who voted for her? Explain that a little bit more. Why do you feel cheated? What do you? Th- what's what's what has she changed? What is it that uh, you know? She's a she's a she's a master of change. I mean that's yeah. that. I mean people. I love the way people have turned it around. That uh, she's a prime minister who's not willing to who's not willing to stick to the to stick to you know her, her, her same policy. She's flexible. She's willing to change um, mm. in accordance with the with the change in circumstance. Surely that's a positive, no? I can't believe I'm sticking up for a conservative prime minister, but, no. but let's 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 go with it. At, at, at no point over the summer was there any suggestion. It was always Rishi Sunak that was the one that was would, would offer a handout, um, and 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 it was it was Liz Truss arguing against the handout. That, that's, this is me just as a as a as a bystander listening to the debate. You know, one was arguing for the handout and one was arguing against the handout. One was arguing one was actually one Liz Truss's main response to the energy bills cut was I'm going to reverse the national insurance and Rishi Sunak's main response was well that's not going to help those who are hardest hit that's not going to help the pensioners that's not going to help the lowest paid earners that's going to give a tax cut to the higher earners or to the middle income earners so you're, we're doing nothing for the lower earners and her response always was well that's good that's where I need to focus because that's where I'm going to grow the economy at no point did she suggest or imply that she was going to borrow between 100 and 170 billion pounds to cap the energy prices at where they are now, or even even reduce the energy bills? I mean, I'm confused. I, I, I was expecting my bill to go up to 400 pounds a month. It looks like it may not go up beyond 200 pounds a month. But that's a good thing, no? It was. I mean, should, is, should, should we, should we, should we, should we, I'm still confused about you, what you, you policy, see, I mean, what, what, on what platform did she get into office? I mean, we're talking about a prime minister that's not been elected by the electorate, that's not been, was not, was, was preferred by less than half of the MPs, Tory MPs, and was voted for by less than half of the Conservative Party membership. Out of 180,000 members, only 80,000 voted for her. So on what, on what, what mandate does she, does she have? Well, it's not it, it. It's not her mandate. It's the Conservative Party mandate. Conservative Party came in 2019 with a whopping majority, and mm. they have decided to change their leader mid mid uh, Parliament, which they're entitled to do. The rules allow it. Uh, as much mm. as I understand what you're saying, 
isn't that where the problem lies that we are so we're, we're looking to question a system that we can't do anything about that is the parliamentary system which which leads to disillusionment you know i, I know i know we we I mean, what we annoys me is... Political, I mean, we don't hold political views on this show, but I am disillusioned with politics. Well, look, I, I don't think you should be. I don't think you should be disillusioned with politics. I think the problem is, what annoyed me yesterday was, I actually think, I, as much as I don't agree with everything and the way that she's going about doing this, but she has... If if this 150, the 100 to 170 billion is actually going to help the person who you know, doesn't even earn to that point where they don't even pay national insurance and tax. If it's really going to help the people who really need um, this money, then you you, you can't um, not kind of praise the, the fact that she's found a solution. Now, but the main I've, debate is who pays for it, right? And exactly. that was the date, exactly. that was the debate yesterday. It, exactly. And, and, and the, the problem I have is as much as you can question her, but the opposition came back with the windfall tax. What people and they all everybody talks about the windfall tax. She's raising a hundred billion. The windfall tax doesn't even it won't even raise what ten percent of of that of what she's looking to borrow. So where does the rest of the money come from? So so eventually that money has to come from somewhere, and our kids over the years, over the decades, are going to have to pay this back through different forms of taxation. My mainstream, my issue, me and you are sitting here having a discussion. I don't want you to be disillusioned by politics because that's part and parcel of, 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 of our lives. These are the people who will make decisions about that affects our, our parents, our children's lives. We do need to be involved in this system, but we need to get away from thinking that it's, it's, it's a personality-based system. These are and and this is why I said I found it refreshing. Yesterday, mm. what I found refreshing was that there are two clear ideologies that are being followed. You could see where Labour is going. You could see where Elizabeth uh, Liz Truss is going a bit more towards the right, whereas um, you know Labour is not left anymore at all. It's more centre right, not even mm. left anymore. But there is clear divisions in in the way they want to approach this, and and Labour's biggest worry is that conservatives are going to kind of nick they're going to steal some of their policies and and uh, and and that will leave labor wanting i mean they've got a 15% point lead at the moment uh, and you i know, mean this policy what has been this policy has been stolen hasn't it it, it was this kirstarmer announced the price cap the freeze mm-hmm. a few months ago to say this is how i would tackle it yes. his his main argument is that I, I, I take on board your point that if you if you if you tax a percentage of profits, you wouldn't dent the 170 billion or whatever it is. Right. But I think that the, 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 the key argument from from Labour and from a lot of people is that look, you keep talking about this global situation that the cause of the the rise in prices um, and the cause of um, the energy bills crisis, according to this trust, and she makes it she keeps making the same point. It's, it's because of we're Russia, at war. It's because of Russia, it's because of Russia, right? Mm. And 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 that that that's her argument. Okay, so if you take that logic, why just because of Russia should um, um, petrochemical companies mm-hmm. make a hundred hundred and fifty billion surplus profits over the next two years? Why sh- why sh- why should they benefit? 
why is the system set up so that they benefit? And, and, and I guess if you look at it, if you look at in it, it, you know the base argument, then the base argument here is that why should the um, the lowest and most unfortunate in society why should they foot the bill? It's it, it, that, that is injustice. I I agree with it's you. Not fair. No denying that. But my my and and as as much as I agree with you, that isn't what Liz Truss is is responsible for. Liz Truss is just utilizing a system of uh, free trade capitalism to the max, which is the way the world works at the moment. So that, in order for that to change, there needs to be a shift in in our economics across the board. She's just and and this and this question that uh, that that you raised that why should companies be allowed to make profits? I don't think that should be a question. I, I, they should they they should have the right to 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 make profits. However, it's what they do with the profits that is where should the question should be asking, thinking, okay, you have made so much, you need to kind of give back, and they're not giving back. That's where the issue should rise. But if I if I if I just want to kind of um, change tact and go off on a, a little bit of a tangent, as much as me and you are sitting here and Brother Amini are talking, but Brother Amini, jump in anytime you want. You know, you're a young man. You're, it's your generation that's going to be paying back. It's your generation that's going to be paying back. It's 170 billion. So feel free to jump in at any time. You know, don't be the silent majority. My, 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 my main gripe with mainstream media yesterday was that the headline wasn't energy bills. The headline was, for the first time, the top three posts in this country are non-white. The, mm. the, the, the the headline was that uh, are these um, non-white ministers, are they more racist than the white people because of the policies that they are looking to adopt? I mean, that was topic of conversation on most radio stations. That was the headline most, uh, a lot of, um, well, the media is right wing anyway. But to me, mm. I couldn't grasp the fact that that we why can't we get away from race why can't we get away from that it isn't about the color of your skin it's about the policy yet we still we're not talking about oh so and so can't afford the bill oh no but guess what we've got we've we've got three non-white ministers who are going to be ruling part and parcel of the ruling elite look there's no there's going to be no bigger advocate on live radio right now than you or I and, and Brother Amini who would be happy to see um, black and minority ethnic um, Asian um, representation at the highest levels. But that's there's the key word, no isn't it? Representation. Yeah. Representation. But then also, also, there's you know, you know, for, for for how much we talk advocate for women and how much Islam advocates for women. Um, you know, again, there's no one happier to see. Uh, there should be no one happier to see um, women achieving that level of professional success and and, and and achieving those those posts. You know, we've talked in the past how you know uh, Southeast Asia, where we were originally, we've had we've had female prime ministers back in the 70s. But the, the question is that: Do you feel? I'm going to ask you a question. Do you feel comfortable? Do you feel comfortable when? Um, black and minority ethnic Asian um, men are predominantly men are promoted to these positions when it doesn't seem like it's on merit and then the Tory party 
Lord say, as look at us, we're so diverse. Do you feel comfortable? No, because I to don't. me, no, because to me, when when I have, when, I, I when, think I think it's, I think they're doing it for their own their own mm. political gain. And of, I don't think of those, course, some look, of those people get it on merit. W- to me, position. what I find bizarre is when uh, someone of of let's say Islamic faith and mm. who is in power and gets up and says there is no Islamophobia, when someone who is black and gets up and says there is no racism. When somebody is from an ethnic minority and is in power and says, well, there is no discrimination within uh, w- within any of the parties, mm. uh, th- that automatically eliminates them from that term representative. Mm. Be- because th- then th- I accept there's a lot of people. I have friends who, who have um, born and, and, and born and bred here like, like I have who've never actually experienced racism. But... But as much as they haven't experienced it, they definitely know someone who has. But And they will never say, they will say, oh, look, we haven't experienced it, but we know there's a problem because they acknowledge it. But when I see people from, when I see people from ethnic minorities and they are, they, they, they are so, I mean, I sometimes wonder, are they trying to convince themselves or us? When they say there is no prejudice, there's no discrimination, there's no Islamophobia, you know, it's it's like which world are you living in? Kind of, you know, mm-hmm. let me enter that world to see there is no Islamophobia. Islamophobia has become so so it's, normal yeah. that Muslims have gotten used to it and feel like, well, you're not going to say anything bad, really. I'm, you know, what's going on here? Where's where's the catch? Just like, you know, there was a time when black people, when, when they didn't, when people of, of other ethnicities, when they didn't get a jibe or they didn't get some kind of, uh, you know, sarcastic comment, it was like, really? Is that it? Is that normal? <laughs> because we had gotten used to it, hmm. which was one of the problems that we, we had just kind of accepted that it's okay, we're going to be experiencing it. What, what's your take on that, Ali? Because <laughs> <laughs> look, the reason I ask you, we are three generations yeah. here. I'm I'm an old boy, and then you're you're in the middle, and then we have brother Mini, and both of yeah. you come from generations where I, my, my fear, especially I come from brother Mini's generation, the youngest. I, I think mm. um, you know the racism is 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 hidden, but racism has become academic. Racism has kind of uh, grown some brains, whereas in my days racism was thuggery, so and it was in your face, and whereas now it's very. Um, you know, and and just in that same way, when if I ever have experienced or I've ever seen someone experience, it's it's usually from the older generation. That's right, and yeah. not from our own generation or age that See? that we don't. We, it's it's a, exactly how you experience it's a different way that we just experience it with our own youth. That's right. But we we see it with the looks and the the way they talk to you from the uh, from the from from your generation mainly. From, yeah, from from the old boys. Yeah, yeah I agree. But you see, I, one thing I've realized, and you, you, you learn these things, white people don't have a monopoly on racism. Racism is everywhere. Mm. And w- we, yeah, need, we need to get away from this idea that if somebody's white, you're racist, that's it. No, hold on. You can be of any color. Yeah. No, and, 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 and we have Asians. I mean, I would- we have Asians that that um, are, 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 are usually racist to white people or, right. or to other... It, it works both ways. Yeah. My point is, from this political perspective, um, the, the fact that um, someone who comes from an ethnicity or a background 
where they know communities have suffered. And they are failing to acknowledge, like you said, Brother Ali, that it isn't about the community, it isn't about the people or where they come from, it's about who they are. And and I can see from their point of view that, hold on, Eton, Harvard, um, you know, uh, you know, a certain type of people who grow up in a certain type of environment mm. will be who they will be. Mm. Yeah, I mean, look, let, look, let, let, let's look at look, look, let's look at, for example, Quasi Quarteng, right? Mm-hmm. The guy, the guy's obviously a genius, genius, right? Multiple, yeah. multiple degrees from Cambridge, PhD in economic history. You know, um, he, he's probably a genius, and and let's hope and pray that he comes up with some miracles. To, to fix the economy and, and, and limit how much um, Brother Mubarak is going to be paying back over the next, <laughs> you know, over the, next well, the, the one thing Kwari Kozi Kardang has that he doesn't acknowledge and that's yeah. a quality that he, he is from Ghana he, he doesn't realise what a beautiful thing that is and he needs to acknowledge that because the second he acknowledges it then you know, the, things will change but when you get then the question is here as well is uh, you know when you have a home secretary like Priti Patel or Suella Braverman or what have you right it, it then this this question that this question that arises in the media the reason why it's arising in the media is is that these 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 um, individuals will go out of their way or seemingly go out of their way um, to uh, show or demonstrate their where they sit on issues such as immigration and they'll take extreme they'll take extreme um point object uh, points um positions on situations like that now that isn't actually you know the question then is is that are they are, are they um is 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 that related to racism on their part well actually it's, it's, you could have and this is this is again very very interesting question if you grow up in this country you were born in this country you might you might have brown skin, but if you still if you feel English, as you quite rightly should, and you feel British, you can still adopt an extreme right wing position, which shows a huge a, a huge level of bias and discrimination against refugees. And it's not necessarily racism. It's not necessarily racism. You're just showing a lack of compassion in your politics. But okay, I take on board everything you're saying. Is this more important than the fact that? We are in such dire economic times that nothing has that this country hasn't experienced since the the, the mid eighties. I mean, shouldn't that be um, kind of more pressing? Look, interest rates are going up. But I'll, I'll, this is what I said last time. If I call an ambulance, God forbid, I need an ambulance. I'll be waiting fifty five minutes before that turns up at my door. Brother Mbaraz, you have to take him yourself. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. If 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 I need a if I need a lawyer to take uh, the, the 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 ambulance people to court because 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 <laughs> because they they were too late and I'm dead, I need to go yeah. to a barrister. I can't get a barrister because in strike. Um, if I want to write a letter to someone and post it because it, it won't get there on time because postal workers on strike. If That's I go to the train. if I go to the <laughs> if, if I go to the shopping, uh, you know, supermarket, there's a shortage mm-hmm. of supplies. Because the dock workers have been on strike, so effectively there's a there's a shortage of supply coming into the country already. But whatever supply is coming is not being moved. Um, 
The, I can't get anywhere because tubes on strike or the trains on strike and the bus drivers on strike. And because of all of this, if I do fall ill and decide to go to the hospital, I have to walk it, the doctors and the nurses are going to say, sorry, we're on strike. So it isn't those things more, you know, more important than, than discussing ethnicity, color, power. Uh, have, we, have we not completely lost our way? In, in how we need to be thinking. That's my that point was, I was making. Yeah, uh, like, that I'm is obviously... Well, the thing is, you see, as much as I would like to agree with you, I don't agree with you because I'm not... This, this notion that this is the fault of just the Conservatives because they've been around for 12 years. Well, before those 12 why, years... Why doesn't Germany have these problems? Germany doesn't have these problems because... Because, because they have coalitions. Local, you know why? Because yeah, they have coalitions. They... they they look at everybody's perspective. But people think Chancellor Merkel um, welcomed all of the Syrian refugees in over all of those years um, just because, just you know, just just because she was benevolent towards refugees. But it was also a very uh, intelligent and, and strategic move That's because right. because because they don't they now no longer have the short many shortages because those Syrian refugees are happily doing those jobs and, and we and what we've done over the last however many years, is we've sent all the European, we've discouraged all the European migration that we had um, through Brexit to go back. We've always, you know, we've, you know, we've, we've had a lot of, um, well, the, the ironic thing now is, is that we're, we're relying on migration from Southeast Asia again to fill these gaps, <laughs> or, or to fill these gaps. So, but but isn't, but isn't it like time we moved politics. on? Isn't it time we moved on? Is Labour not saying, well, hold on, you know what, Brexit is done. We can't yeah. do anything about it, but let's make it work for whatever it's worth. I mean, I, I mean, it's I have proving, my, it's I have my day to day. It's proving day to day. Every day, you see further examples of what I feel personally was the Brexit lie, and and that's the problem. It, it, that leads you further disillusioned with politics because you feel like you've been duped. You look at what happened during the pandemic. We talked about companies profiteering. I have no problem with a company profiteering. I have a problem with a company profiteering when they were given a contract that they didn't deserve and they weren't competent to deliver and made billions of pounds of profit over it. And that costs public services and it costs life. That's why I'm disillusioned with politics. I'm disillusioned with politics because a lot of the problems that we have right now are through mistakes that we made in the last five, six years that we won't admit to or own up to. Yeah, but politics... Me, all I see is the rich getting richer, the poor getting poorer and the problems not being solved. Po politics is part and parcel of life, though, Brother Ali. And, and it's a question of how we... You know, if you do decide to walk away from politics, that's exactly what these people want you to do. That someone, you know, is... is So, so the more people get disillusioned, the more they become part of the silent majority, and the more they, they you know, these people will be able to do what they want, when they want, how they want. It's nice being able to be a guest and express my own personal views for a change. Yeah, no, no, I understand <laughs> it. But, but politics is part and parcel of everything. I think one of the, 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 the main factors, and I'm sure Brother Amini will kind of be able to shed some light on this, is firstly, we've lost kind of track. Um, uh, we've, we've, in a sense, where we don't, we are struggling every day, but the reason we're struggling, um, we, we, we felt a question. It's about uh, luxury. It's about mm. comfort. Um, it's about... Uh, um, looking for better things. 
more people are it's a it's a discussion uh, i was having with our 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 engineer brother today brother habib uh, that we were actually talking about comparing the old days i mean he's an old boy i'm an older boy than him but we were talking about the old days from the subcontinent that the less you have the more closer to god you are and the more content you are as well the more content you are whereas we're living in a society where people who are following the materialism ideology will preach to you not to be materialistic hmm yeah do, do, do you see what i'm saying yeah because if the one who has been content with less will tell you they'll just say to you but well, you've never had it so what do you know do you get me we've got to that point where the, the, even the mention of the word god is like oh that's a no no we're not even going to go there that, and is that's where the problem lies faith god belief religion these become these words have become um, like taboo hmm. if 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 we were to um, look at people that's exactly what it is hmm. and uh, looking at the world everybody's going into the worldly aspect of life and all they care about is again work money luxuries that's yeah. what it comes down to yeah. and and um as the the government as as the leaders of the country is their job to kind of set a um a role model for everybody else and and especially for the for the younger generations it's their job to within their country look after the people that are in need mm. right that comes under um brotherhood that comes under looking after your own and again that is an aspect of religion right and the um, the caliph of the community his his holiness hazrat mirza masrur ahmed he's always urging all governments to look after their people as well mm. at the same time and not to just be looking for their own benefits and and benefits of their political parties right um that that's that's one thing and if if the um, the leaders of the country they do understand this mm. it would help it would help out everyone it would um it would help out has as brother ali mentioned that the rich is, the riches are getting richer and the poor are getting poorer we, they need to focus more on the poor part because they're not obviously and it's 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 really really ruining lives at the moment as well yeah it is um i i i find interesting when you talk about brotherhood um just to kind of a plug in a show here on saturday saturday morning live i'll be doing i'll, I'll be doing a show on brotherhood and friendship um and i'll be very interested uh you know um on on saturday morning um uh, between 10 a.m. and 12 hopefully uh, brother to, ali will be joining you for to, that to, one to 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 you know to hear um um you know what your take on brotherhood and friendship is because the angle i'm going to be coming from is that in the western modern world um friendship is is a very diluted concept mm. um and it actually means it it's it's just words um whereas people who come from lesser backgrounds and from uh, countries like asia and africa the term friendship has a very different deep um and uh, and and a more brotherhood meaning so if if you know do 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 give uh, do give me a call on saturday on 02086877878 if you disagree with me that uh, friendship has a different meaning in the western developed world um it's more about me myself and i uh, than uh, than than us. Than, than us yes um brother ali what's your take on what uh, brother amini said his brother is brother ali with us no brother ali we've lost brother ali see there you go brotherhood 
um, you're, you're so correct, uh, um, um, Brother Mini, that uh, th- that seems to be seems the, the missing thing that uh, that uh, um, that nobody talks about. And 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 you know, I'm, I'm glad you mentioned His Holiness. That His Holiness Hazrat Mirza Musarram, the fifth Caliph of the Promised Messiah, and the head of the Amdiya Muslim community, may Allah strengthen his hand. He has been talking about and writing to and engaging with, you know, the, the top um, cream of the world. Yeah. That look, you need to change your ways. You need to, and and he's not saying it on a political perspective. He's talking. Look, be human. Give humanity precedence over over your political decisions, um, and you know, and let humanity be the driver for the political decisions you make, um, irrespective of which, uh, whether they fall within your borders or outside your borders. You know, he's he's been talking about how rich, wealthy, powerful nations should not be kind of, um, you know, um, taking advantage of poorer nations, um, and 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 kind of. Um, Usurping their their their, uh, their their natural resources um, uh, under under the guising of we're going to come and help you, uh, but uh, the, the help which is more targeted towards their own wealth, their own profitability than from from you know Africa has been a perfect example of that. That country, you know a continent which is full of every single thing that one needs, yet um, the poor doesn't have anything. That's right, and this isn't just for the. Um for the political leaders to come together and 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 think about these issues right it's also it is it is um bountiful upon all religious leaders and and religious workers to to come together and and bring about this this uh peace between their communities between their people to help them come closer to god so that we can we can um have a better understanding of, of, of life and to understand that these luxuries they're not everything in life um, I mean just the other day we had um, uh, one of our I- imams of the of the community from, from Argentina um, brother Marwan Gill who, who um, was in the audience of, of uh, Pope, Pope Francis that's right and again even there it must it, it's, 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 it's about how uh, religions can get together to make betterment for the communities. It's not about or oh, which religion is right. At the end of the day, it's about your belief and and you're doing better for for people. Um, so we we can we can continue to 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 pray for for the leadership for the for the leaders um, and their um, for the for the people that are in charge with them. That may 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 Allah help them to make the world a better place and and make home a better place as well. Let's go back to the newspapers and just to quickly cover what everybody else is saying. Um, the Guardian says it's a make-or-break moment. Um, it talks about how the Prime Minister's entire premiership is as the new Prime Minister um, fights to unite her party. The paper says senior Tories think the package of support will generate enough goodwill to guarantee her survival in Downing Street until Christmas, but warns that keeping her MPs in line beyond the new year could prove a major challenge. Um, this is, again... Going back to you know brotherhood, and um, we're talking about the Conservative Party, which is, um, which is uh, kind of divided at the moment. And uh, you know, it's if uh, unless and if they choose not to, if they don't um, 
um, if they don't uh, get together and they don't come and start singing from the same hymn sheet, um, it's uh, you know it's pardon the pun, uh, you know it's uh, um, it 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 looks uh, like a downhill um, downhill struggle. But my my only concern is even if there is a downhill struggle, um, what's the alternative? And the alternative is silence. I, I'm I find it sometimes I find it really um, weird that that the opposition parties, Liberal Democrat and uh, Labour, uh, and, you know, th- there seems to be silence. And sometimes when people are silent, you think they're in agreement. Mm-hmm. No? Yeah, automatically, but it's not always... The person it, obviously it, isn't... It isn't the case, yeah. but th- isn't their job to come out and reach? Reach out to people. The only way to reach out to people is by being vocal. Yeah. If you're not vocal, then people are just going to make assumptions. Yeah. And true. most of the people who will make the assumption is, well, if you're not disagreeing with something, that means you must agree with it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. yeah, and that's where that's where my concern is. The I newspaper thinks that the 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 current scheme being proposed by the prime minister is a gamble, and the questions mounting about uh, <clears throat> the hundred and fifty billion pound package uh, is how it's going to be paid for. The Financial Times says the sharp rise, uh, sorry, the sharp slide in the pound reflects the daunting scale of the economic challenge facing the new government. I mean, one pound at the moment is um, about a dollar. Dollar fifteen, which is the same as a euro, and I remember the time when you know a pound could give you nearly two dollars, mm. um, and you know that just shows how strong the dollar is getting. Uh, how big the pound is getting, obviously. That's, right. that's the main thing. Yeah, and and you know that's not that's not good news. You know the paper says that uh, the sterling f- falling lower than in the aftermath of the Brexit vote. Uh, is lower than the depths of March 2020 as the COVID pandemic swept the world. According to the Financial Times, ministers will still, um, were still trying to finalise the details of the support for business as late as yesterday. You know, one thing we, we are talking about, um, it, this reminds me, before, you know, just before we get to the, to the news, what people don't realise is that if um, it, it's, it's businesses also who are going to be suffering, who are suffering more, from the energy crisis because we are, everybody talks about a cap. What people don't realize is cap isn't doesn't mean that that's the maximum um, that you'll be charged. Mm. Cap is on the price, not on the number of units you use. Okay. Yeah? It's not, oh, the, the, that 2,000 pound is, is, and that's it, and if you use... Any if you use that. more units, you will be pay- you, will be you have to pay for it. it. Yeah. So the cap is not on on the unit usage. Okay. Okay. Uh, okay. Do, do, do you, do yeah. you get me? This is where pe- people seem to, and again, it's deliberately there. This is how the systems work. They use words which have alternative meanings. But then, how would that be? How would it be charged then? Well, it's the price which is capped, not the units. So it's it's it will get to a point where you can't charge more than that. Okay. Okay. You okay. see, otherwise people will just say, "I'm going to turn my lights on and I'm going to have everything used, on all the time, uh, all the time." Exactly, yeah. and this is where businesses lose because there is no cap. Yeah, I was reading that recently that there was this um, care home, who've uh, you know who've who've actually put their story out and they posted it on Twitter that last year their bill was uh, the gas uh, and electric bill was about a hundred and fifty thousand pounds a year, hmm. which is normal. For a care home, about one hundred and fifty thousand. Okay, but because of the increase, when they come out of their contract, which was a fixed term contract, their bill will rise to one point two million because there's no cap. 
Okay. Do you, you see? Yeah, yeah, yeah. What people need to realize is, yes, schools, colleges, GPs, your local sweet shop, your bakery, anything which is non-residential is deemed as commercial as a business and have no cap. So let's put this into perspective. Your local sweet shop, your local charity shop, your local bakery, your local coffee shop, their bills are going to go up between five to ten times the normal bill. So if your bill is a thousand pounds, it's likely to go up to five thousand or probably ten thousand pounds a year. That means they have to make a choice. They will either have to get rid of an employee in order to make that payment, or they will have to increase the price on top of the inflationary price rise that they're going to have they to make have, anyway, yeah. or they don't pay, or they will have to close the business down if they don't have any employees or they don't have any other avenues where they can make this cut. And what will happen? There's so many businesses that already have declared that if there is no cap, we will go, we will go out of business. Mm. When people go out of business, that leaves empty properties. Who are these empty properties belong to? They belong to landlords. If landlords who are already suffering a interest rate hike, their mortgage rates are going up. Then, the, so what I'm trying to say is, everybody. And if if you as a business are running a business, you must have a home to run as well. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So that will automatically affect their their personal homes as well. And it's like um, it's a cycle. It's a cycle, and it's like a knock-on effect to everyone. Exactly. So people from the, the employee to all the way to the landlord hmm. or above, which is eventually the, the government who will benefit. Because, But if there's no income from coming from anywhere, there's no revenue coming in from anywhere, then the government loses too because there will be no revenue to pay them. In fact, all of these people who aren't able to live in the system because the affordability isn't there, will probably end up relying on the government to assist them. But they're not... But they won't be eligible. Okay. Do you, do you see what I'm saying? Yeah. So they will be in a worse-off situation. So the this is why the energy price is is such a significant point to discuss that if one looks at the effect that the energy price will have from a from a cyclical point of view of the number of people that in the cycle get affected, it's scary. Mm. That's why the cap is so important. And that's why there needs to be an element of parity between, or, or at least some kind of attention that needs to be given to businesses. It's good that the government is thinking about residential, but if they don't take businesses into account, and the Prime Minister talks about how she wants to focus on growth, if she wants to focus on growth, she needs to give attention to, um, to to businesses because in this country, forty percent. And this country is 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 economy is all about. I think forty percent of this country and is small and medium sized businesses. And and just in the last couple of years, because of COVID, so many businesses have gone already gone already gone bankrupt and 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 out of business. So it's like. Is it, hopefully they should start and let's hope it's not too late That's by it. the time they start That's it um, You're listening to The Breakfast Show with myself and Brother Amini we're just discussing what's been happening in and around the world 
Um, we're going to go to the 8 o'clock news, um, and when we come back, we're going to continue with our conversation and then go on to our topic of mimicking nature to make low-carbon buildings. Do stay tuned. We'll be right back after some brief messages. Um, in, and if you want to give us a call, it's 0208 687 You are listening to the recording of a live show. Please do not call or text, as this is a recording, and lines are now closed. of Islam Radio. Welcome back to Thursday Morning Breakfast Show with myself, Kayyum, and Brother Amini. And we have been talking about what is happening in and around the country. And uh, we're just looking at, uh, you know, we, we were we were discussing the disparity um, of, uh, of how, th- you know, mainstream media, social media, whatever media you want to call it nowadays, there's so many of them. You kind of lose track, uh, brother. Mini, these youngsters, they probably are more uh, in in uh, link up um, with with all these different forms of media. That uh, you know, the 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 disparity and the the quality and the type of news that uh, they they give prominence to is sometimes um, it it, uh, it the mind boggles. Going back to the papers, the Times reports that ministers are drawing up plans for a public information campaign to encourage households to reduce their energy this winter. Now, this takes me on to um, a, a very important point. Um, Brother Mini, um, I, I was looking at, you know, the, the, whenever these kind of scenarios happen, there's a lot of people who um, who tend to kind of go overboard and... Um, you know, as the bills are going up, a lot of people are advocating that, you know, don't pay the bill. Oh, yeah, okay. And I want to say to people, don't do that. That's anarchy, mm. okay? That's that's not how systems work. Um, you, If you can't afford to pay your bill, there are ways. Look, I understand there's a government responsibility. There is a responsibility on the producers. There is a responsibility on the suppliers of energy. But let's not forget, as individuals, we have a responsibility. This is what Islam teaches us. But what if someone just can't pay their bills? Then what? What? What is it? What? How? How? There, what there, there's loads of ways. There, there are ways you can save money. One of the best things about, um, um, in this country, as much as it, there is a lack of of available uh, assistance available, but there are always communities. There, uh, there are always there's always community help. There's citizen help. There are institutions like Citizen Advice Bureau. 
But before you even get there, you know, call up your supplier. Call the people who are who are supplying you the energy and talk to them. Tell them the difficulty you're having. My point is, as an individual, you have a responsibility towards, uh, you know, you have an e equivalent responsibility within within this 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 equation that we've spoken about. And if we let's say if if the government, the supplier, the producers, they don't fulfill their responsibility, that doesn't mean that you don't. Hmm. That shouldn't be a reason for you to say, well, if they haven't done it, why should I do it? Because you, they're not responsible for your actions. Yeah, but again, it comes in. Obviously, I'm not. I'm not defending mm -hmm. what you're saying. I'm not. I'm not, I'm not going to, against it. But obviously, they're going to look at the, the the leaders and and what they're doing, and they're going to feel like. But but you have a brain yourself. You have a brain yourself, but and if, you and you have you have your own ethics, morals, values. Yeah, you have principles. But desperate, desperate strikes. Time. Well, no, but it, it, if you can't afford it, as I said, you got to look at. And I'm talking about the worst possible scenario. I'm not saying this should be a normality. Yeah, what yeah. I'm saying is to think, because there are there are people out there who are who think that protesting in a way that you don't pay your bills is correct mm -hmm. is not correct. It's not correct. Yeah, yeah. You can save money by you know turning you know it's it's small things. I'll give you an example. Call your first and foremost. Call your supplier. Okay. Yeah, and tell them, look, I can't afford this. And they will see if what kind of plan they can put you on, yeah. Yeah. They will see how they can accommodate um, your 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 need. Mm. Um, but the small things like turning down your thermostat even by one to two degrees, that will save you hundreds of pounds, literally a year, mm. subject to how much you put it down or up. Um, if you you know look in a in a country like this. We and and people don't see it. How many times? I'll ask you. How many times have you brushed your teeth in the morning and left the tap running before, while you're while you're brushing your teeth? Unfortunately, yeah, I'm. I'm everybody does that, it. Yeah. Everybody does it. Once everybody gets into a shower, nobody ever times their shower. Yeah, yeah. Time your shower. Time. Um, you know, on average, um, if a person was to take a shower between two and four minutes, um, you, you can save per person thirty-five to fifty quid per person. Wow. Just a two to f if you time your shower. It's 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 the smallest things. Turn lights off. How many times have we walked past buildings or, or corridors and rooms or you know it's like the lights are on. The lights are on. Yeah. Turn them off. That will save you twenty thirty quid by just turning turning a button on. Nowadays, a lot of lights can be operated from your from your phone. You know, turn them off. Hmm. The all the modern technology. Dish, use your dishwasher or washing machine less and use it at night. At night. Cold water. Yeah. You know, use it at night and use it less. So many people, again, you know, if you're lucky enough to have a dishwasher, awesome. And But but I know so many people who run a dishwasher even if it's a quarter full. Hmm. They don't take into consideration, well, okay, you know, let's, let's allow it to be full and then, then, and then use it. But again, it's about and and for me, again, I'll come back to you from a, from a from an Islamic perspective. We need to be grateful for the blessings that God has bestowed us with. Yeah. Firstly, everything we have, we need to acknowledge that it's not just our hard work which has given us this. It's 
end the end is that god almighty has given us yeah and that's gone missing from the materialism the the the, the discussion we were having earlier that people have not only started to think i need this this and this they have genuinely started to believe that they themselves are responsible for the comforts they have they themselves think they have put themselves on an accolade which and and a platform where you know they've got to a point where the only way is down now and then unfortunately with that down is going to come that's when they're going to be like oh god why did you do this to me so, oh suddenly god will appear into the equation yeah. and this is my this is my point that we you know how many times have we sat here and talked about um people in africa kids walking 4 5 miles to go and get some water hmm. and I, and and you know we've just sat here and talked about how taps keep running we have we sit in baths and showers for for you know first world issues and 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 exactly we need to be grateful for what god has given us so that is a responsibility upon us if we were to be responsible with the blessings that we have been given then that is the beginning point yeah Indeed, and and obviously it starts again, like you just mentioned. That that's where it all starts from for our listeners. That start making small strategic changes in your lives, which help you um, consume less and help you save on your bills. Um, if someone is uh, someone someone has a car, you're you're driving to a lot of places. Try to use public transport, which is uh, more cost effective. Uh, try to walk to places which is, is is good for your for your for your for your physical state and try to i don't know if if someone's into cycling cycle to places um it will help you save on fuel it will help you save if you if you just park up the car if you even if you sell the car it help you save on on your road tax on your insurance because all the things are going up they're not they're not sticking at the same price i mean mm-hmm. all prices are going up um and obviously there are many many more things that you can do to um help yourself in these difficult times and and finally before you know we take a break and go on to our next topic finally in order to in order to do what everything that brother amini just said you need to develop a true brotherhood you need to develop true community spirit yeah and true brotherhood and true community spirit will only come if it's unconditional yeah 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 if it's unconditional it's from the heart it's, it yeah. comes from your soul yeah. it isn't based on well you scratch my back and I'll scratch yours or I'll do this for you if or you do this for me. or you know in this day and age it's very easy to say guess what oh brother mini it's your fault it is very unfortunately it's very easy to say that and and it happens a lot and and this is and this is where this problem is not on frontline staff this is a problem from governors we talked about governance mm. How many when's the last time any of the our powers to be said oh look it's my fault they always blame someone below them yeah because it's easy to get away with it because the one they 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 blame below guess what they can't do they can't talk back hmm. because they know you're below me but 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 this is what people need to realize when you when you stand in front of god almighty when we st- when we do our prayers together in the salat and and in in the mosque we stand shoulder to shoulder irrespective of who we are what yeah. status we are um wh- how rich we are how poor we are um god almighty will judge us in accordance of our actions that's right and again uh, like you just mentioned 
it is about brotherhood it's about looking after the community looking after our neighbors if we even small things can make a difference again mm. just just talking about how how we can save if you if your neighbors it needs to go yes. to the shops or something go together that's it right um or go for if they're elderly go for them go for them you know yeah. make sure you know that they exactly. they, if they have a need you're aware of yeah. it yeah. and again that comes back to your show on Saturday that's right so if anybody does want to join in yeah. with Brother Kium so <laughs> you, you can go. call in there you go Brother Rumini doing a plug in for me there on Saturday with there's a, there is a there is going to be Saturday morning live where we're going to be talking about brotherhood and friendship which is something we're going to finish on for this segment that remember you know God God sees God is all knowing and when we talk about God is all knowing that means you know he's closer to you more closer to you than than your jugular yeah. and uh, and and so if you're going to be if you're going to show true brotherhood if you're going to show true community spirit then do it from the heart and from your soul and mean it because if you don't mean it believe me god almighty knows um we're going to take a quick break when we come back we're going to go on to our topic of the morning which is mimicking nature to make low carbon buildings if you want to give us a call and join us then give us a call on 0208-687-7878 or you can uh, join us uh, on uh, our social media platforms uh, at Voice of Islam UK or feel free to email us at, uh, via our website which is www.voiceofislam.co.uk do stay tuned um, grab yourself a cup of coffee um, you know uh, seeing that we've talked about brotherhood I'll have a toast with a bit of avocado um, I kind of like my eggs poached with a bit of chili flakes so <laughs> with a know. nice flat white yeah <laughs> with a nice flat white there you go um, do stay tuned we'll be right back after a very quick break Allahu Akbar Allahu Akbar Allah أشهد أن لا إله إلا الله أشهد أن محمدا Listening to the Voice of Islam Radio. Writings of the Promised Messiah, Alaihissalam. Illness means the condition when the body does not function normally, and health is the condition when all natural matters function in the proper way. The moving away of a hand or foot or any other limb from its proper position causes pain, and if this condition persists for a time, not only the affected limb becomes useless, but it begins to affect other limbs also. The same is the case with the soul. When a person moves away from God, who is the true source of his life, and departs from the religion of nature, he is involved in suffering, and if his heart is not dead and retains its feeling, he feels the torment keenly. If this condition is not reformed, there is an apprehension that all spiritual faculties 
might gradually become useless and a severe torment might ensue. Thus no suffering comes from outside. All suffering is generated within a person. to the Voice of Islam Radio. Welcome back to Thursday Morning Breakfast Show with myself, Kayyum, and Brother Amini. Um, <clears throat> we're going to go on to our, our next topic of the morning, which is mimicking nature to make low-carbon buildings. Brother Amini, do you want to just uh, give us a gist of what this topic is all about? Yes, yeah, so um, constructed in 2013, Built Center Building aims to mimic a forest of Douglas firs, trees that once covered the area now occupied by the city by taking everything it needs from the environment around it and producing no toxins. Buildings like this are exactly what the world needs to reduce energy consumption and help combat or reverse climate change. For inspiration, architects are turning to the science of biomimicry, um, the practice of imitating nature's ecosystems, processes and organisms for suitable solutions to human problems. So so, so what is biomimicry? I mean, let's, let's go and have a brief look at... Um, 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 what is biomimicry? It's so for inspiration. Architects are turning, as uh, um, Brother uh, Amini just said, the architects are turning to the science of biomimicry, which is the practice of imitating nature's ecosystems, processes, and organisms for sustainable solutions to human problems. Humanity has always taken inspiration from nature. Um, think Velcro and the small books on plant seeds. Uh, in 1941, engineer uh, George Mestral. George Demestro was walking his dog uh, when he noticed burrs sticking to the both, both of them. When he studied the burrs under magnification, he found that their cling property was a result of hundreds of tiny hooks. Other examples include cathedral domes and eggshells. Um, climbing pads that uh, support human weight are a mimic of the biomechanics of gecko feet. The aerodynamics of the Japanese bullet train was inspired by the shape of the kingfisher's break. The famous passive cooling buildings designed by Zimbabwean architect Mick Pierce was inspired by termite mounds. The study of shark skin is behind some particularly effective swimming suits as well as varnish for plain fuselage. Maharishi, Sushruta and Erudite Saint 
an erudite saint from ancient India, 600 BC, who is credited as the visionary behind surgery, based the design um, of his instruments on the jaw profiles of various animals. This product philosophy of harnessing functional design from natural elements is known as biomimicry or bio, biomimetics. While it can be as explicit as seeing a human flying with prosthetic wings, contemporary architects and product designers still employ biometrics to make bi extraordinary products that not only maintain an aesthetic appeal, but are also sustainably functional. Um, Brother Mini, this, this kind of... Um, Maybe it's going, I'm not trying to go off on a tangent, but this reminds me, you know, um, we've seen so many times people um, skydiving, we've done parachutes, mm. but now you see people, the bat suit. Okay. Who, people who do the do the jump, but they've got the wings now. It's like, yeah, they're like gliding. That's right. Yeah. And and that's like, that. that is, uh, th that is mimicry, isn't it? Yeah. When we were, yeah. it, they do look like bats yeah. when when the person is, is skydiving or when they get to a point where they open the wing, the, the, the suit they've got on. Um, it, it's, it's crazy. It's mind-boggling. Yeah, yeah, it, yeah. it, 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 you know, um, it's in everything nowadays. It is, it is in everything. And, and it's, it's, um, it's fascinating to see how um, we are, um, you know, man, has, man, man uses his intelligence and brain to to see, to, to actually, um, to learn from the behavior of other um, living things within uh, the natural world and, and for the benefit of serving mankind. And it's, it's amazing that how what they're looking at and what they're looking into is a, um, it's a creation of, of God Almighty. And it just, it, it makes the mind, I don't know, like, I don't know if they think that way or not, but amazed at how, how much detail there is in in every little creation of of God Almighty, and how technical it is, and and how past the human um, uh, me, me, uh, the 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 capacity of a the human brain, of brain to to understand these things. You know, if, if sometimes I look at some of these programs by David Attenborough, yeah, and they explain the the detail function of the smallest possible insect which always plays a huge part mm. in the cycle of nature of nature yeah that if you were to take this little bit out it would disturb the cycle and it would make things happen that shouldn't happen mm. everything is just perfect in its place it is isn't it and 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 uh, it's it it does it does make um I, I find it strange that when you look at things like nature and when you things like um, you look at the world from a broader perspective, how is it that you can deny the fact that there is a God? <laughs> it, 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 maybe it's just me. Again, that's a personal perspective. But you cannot um, look at um, some of these programs um, and and you know y you look at from a natural point of view, from a wildlife point of view, mm. from a geographical point of view, some of the things that uh, are available to us to see, um, and when we find out the the intricate um, the intricate duties that these beings have 
towards the the, the cycle of nature, as you said, yeah. it it does make you question. You think, wow, yeah, and and we're blessed. That's right. We're blessed that we have that vision and we have that understanding that. Um, well, that's our belief that there is well, we've a got, God. That's right. That has that has done this, um, and and for someone that that there, there are people that don't believe in God and don't believe in the existence of God, and they just say that um, it is what it is. It is how it is. It's how it's come about. Um, obviously, that's not what we would believe in and something that would make sense to us. So, if there is someone that's listening and and could probably elaborate on this please do call in and yeah, and, yeah. and 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 let us know and speak to us but again brother Kim, it's not just um in the in the in the field of nature where you look at something and you and you feel amazed at at how um i i, I you you feel amazed at god's creation i mean many surgeons and doctors uh, especially surgeons when they open up a part of the body and they see a, a, a how an organ is living and how it's working they're astounded at uh, how everything is is so perfect, um, and a lot of them do come around and and believe that it is a miracle of of God. You see, we, we we're talking about mimicry and sustain and, and in relation to the to to the topic, sustainability has been increasingly advocated by global construction industry due to the need to minimize the industry's adverse impacts. But little attention has been geared towards construction project management teams when addressing the addressing the issues of sustainability and sustainability again is if if one was to kind of look at the true meaning and the depth of the word sustainability it's it is there to protect nature it is there to protect unnatural environments but as you said you know you you that uh, you know if you have more knowledge on this uh, give us a call but um let's go to uh, let's go and speak to um our guest of uh, of the morning who um, can kind of shed more um, uh, qualified, um, uh, more more qualified uh, light on this subject, and and put some substance on uh, on the topic. Let's go and listen. To, let's go and talk to uh, Richard McGowan, who is a founder of uh, Biomimicry Innovation Lab um, and uh, Biomimicry UK. Uh, Richard is an award-winning multidisciplinary designer. Um, he uh, a workshop facilitator and keynote speaker who works worldwide on urbanism, manufacturing, and agricultural projects. He has a background in international real estate investment and development and sustainable design, combining this with behavioral science and nature-inspired design. Good morning. Welcome. Peace be on you, Richard. And thank you for taking time out and coming on to The Breakfast Show. Yeah, perfect. Thanks very much for the invite. Um, it's interesting you mentioned that about your sustainability because... So the conversations that I've been having, it's about yeah, going back to the fundamentals and just saying, you know, it's about sustaining life. You know, it doesn't matter if people talk about circular economy or regenerative design and all these different things. It's that thing is we need to sustain life on the planet for us and the natural world because we need to coexist. And and it's more than just one aspect of it because I mean something me and brother um, Amini we were talking about that every aspect of even sustainability, it has a cyclical effect. So it affects everything which is beyond our peripheral vision. Yeah, that's it. I mean, I'm either blessed or cursed with having kind of a, a thinking systems. I see everything that way. And that goes back to the, kind of the teachings my grandfather gave me when I was growing up in the uh, Highlands of Scotland. And it is that kind of, you know, the trade-offs, the kind of cause and effect and understanding 
that not everything is perfect. So we need to work at you know, minimising the negative impacts and maximising the positive ones. And it's really interesting. It's, it's, yeah, it's, we're in this phase of our planet where you know, there's these complex problems we need to solve and you know, looking to nature is just one of the great ways that actually you know, people like myself and designers, engineers, scientists around the world are actually doing that. Wonderful. Um, Richard, what are some of your, your goals and aspirations for your biomimicry innovation lab? I initially set this up just for um, COVID hit and the idea was to have physical centres, um, one where I'm based in York, Yorkshire, um, to actually bring together academics and industries, uh, industry together, kind of solving these grand challenges. Um, COVID hit and we changed that into more research and kind of design strategy. So that's the kind of thing we're currently building a, you know, business case to do that in the UK and one in Dubai as well to them because obviously across there you're looking at vastly different challenges where you're mm-hmm. speaking to people in Malaysia as well and it's not just about me parachuting in going I know best it's about tapping into that local knowledge the local wisdom as well is vitally important when you go into places right um, what problems can can um, biomimicry solve in the future one of the key ways to really do that is look at what's happening in academia at the moment, because mm-hmm. a lot of work that's going on now, you're you know, you're talking a long timeline to get them actually commercialised, and you're seeing a lot of new medical applications come on from regenerative medicine, new um, robotics inspired by there's a great one inspired by an ovipositor way of wood wasp lays eggs by looking at um, easiest way to get into wood, the, the softer. So they're actually doing that for brain. Uh, so surgical operations as well so you can actually control it with like an xbox controller hmm. but then it actually will miss things you're looking into things like food of the future lab grown meats you know the smart materials or meta materials as well we can actually be making you know information rich materials are either made out you know realigning the way we make things or growing them from biological materials as well um um, Richard, sorry, you mentioned commercial um, interest in this, and and my fear, when it comes to everything that you're talking about from an innovation perspective, isn't there a fear that every time a solution is found, um, and when commerciality comes into it and enterprise comes into it, it's the big boys and and profitability kind of takes over, and kind of sustainability takes a backseat. Oh yeah, I mean you're seeing that with. A lot of inventions, you know, you're seeing that when algae-based fuels came around initially and a lot of the big um, fossil fuel companies bought those companies up and kind of delay it or, you know, put it into it. And that is the big worry. So how do you get around that? Exactly. Create intellectual property changes that, you know, it's open source and so everybody can have access to it. You know, I'm, I'm currently speaking, there's a... A um, facility being developed with um, University of Cambridge, and they're actually looking at if companies come in, they have to, for the global south, they have to, they're not allowed to create a patent on it. So it's open for everybody to use. They're only allowed to use it if it's in, yeah, in Northern Europe, in the US, the patent, but everything else has to be open access for everyone. But that kind of the commons and having everybody access is an interesting thing as well, been exploring the ways of actually, you know, using stuff like blockchain to democratise people's innovations. Why don't, why doesn't somebody down the street or, you know, get paid a micropayment for, you know, creating an idea that can be used, you know. I'm seeing that with um, one of my local churches I work with them as they were developing into an equal congregation, thinking, well, 
surely people should get paid for coming up with an idea, but maybe it's not having to go through the process of patenting. So why not have a micropayment for using it? Because we've got all this access to information and data, and it should be used in a beneficial way. It, it is. And, and, and again, just to build on that from my, my fear, you talked about data. And, and today, um, irrespective of which um, field or industry it is, everyone seems to want to know your data because that's where um that's where that's where that's where the money is and and it's it's about control whereas my fear whenever we talk about sustainability whenever we talk about innovation it's um it's in instead of innovation for the betterment um of maybe humanity or the planet it it becomes innovation for control so yes. and 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 to me that's where I, I, what what's what kind of solutions do do you do you come across or or do you discuss with your peers to to where the control element doesn't take over the the, the betterment of society or or the planet or the individual I mean, for data, that's where you're looking at open data protocols and everything should be open and accessible yeah. you know, it's up to individuals how they create you know the ways to align those um, you know, you're seeing this kind of the, the commons of, you know, you know, we're working in ways to use AI to interpret biological entities because, you know, you've got a vast, you know, where do you start from the smallest thing to the biggest thing? You need to understand it, but that should be open to everybody hmm. because it's, again, it's, it's control. So we've been a bit, where do you propose, approach some of these bigger companies? Because, you know, you know, for a fact, when you're speaking in your house and you mention random things and you go on social media and something, you know, you've got, adverts popping up in my case for like hair plugs and things like that hmm. <laughs> yes definitely now talking about uh, we, we we were talking earlier about building and construction and 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 you know i was in fact yesterday there was this, the, the you know um the, the, this tv program uh, grand designs i was watching and and they were talking about this new new method of uh, prefab property which uh, you know, which has been in, which has been, you know, used, um, which was used pre, pre um, uh, um, after the war in the forties to house people, um, and and now it's making a comeback, uh, and and it's all, and they were talking about how it reduces the carbon footprint by ninety percent from your conventional uh, method of building. I mean, how can me, how can me, people make their homes? Uh, to reduce carbon footprint, make them more environmentally friendly. When at the moment, when we look around us, the the modern method of um, building, which reduces carbon footprint, just isn't present. Majority is conventional um, um, building methods. H- how does one get around that? Does there not need to be a complete shift? in the way we build property? It's a really, yeah, it's build property and retrofit them as well. Because, That's it. You know, it's, you know, housing is going to be around for a while. But the interesting thing about, you know, individual carbon footprint, that was invented by, created by a marketing uh, advertising agency to push um, the, you know, the troubles by the big oil we're creating with carbon emissions. So actually, even a homeless person who, you know, dumps or dives or whatever, you know, he's still breathing out carbon. Hmm. So it's an interesting thing to think about is actually, you know, we still need to push the big um, producers. But the, the key kind of things that we're seeing, and this is obviously coming out a lot from 
is energy saving trusts and um, RICS and RIBAs kind of looking at you know temper controls in your house just you know how do you actually insulate your home better you know these kind of things as well you know just reducing you know whether that's putting insulation around pipes you know new cavity walls or you know wall insulation loft space draft proofing you know energy light bulbs and even just things like simple things like not traveling as much you know low carbon travel walking bicycling you know although i'm, I'm you know i'm quite a big fan of electric vehicles i think they're getting pushed as kind of the the wrong solution but even things like stuff as well as like understanding your own your devices at home you know every time you store a photo that you may not need and it's uploaded say iCloud or Google Drive or whatever that's taking up data which is then energy needed to store it and you're seeing that with emails as well your website and it's one of the key things is really just about how you reduce down what you're doing so how can you use second hand you know reclaim bricks reclaim materials using you know biomaterials instead if you're doing you know refurbishment in your house instead of concrete you know, there's a lot of value in doing that and it's kind of understanding a building can be kind of a material bank for the future hmm. because you know you look around it's high quality you know i'm sure you know if you're going to add an extension to your house or anything you're wanting the similar bricks that were made you know back in the, in the case my case my house was built in the 1850s you'd want the similar bricks hmm. um richard are there any any limitations and and challenges to biomimicry i mean you touched it right at the beginning is big corporates jumping on board with it and saying we're copying nature and therefore it's better which is kind of fills into this nature fallacy of nature is better but we are nature as well and sometimes just because you know it's that kind of greenwashing and it kind of falls into this kind of over promise of sustainability as well that just because you look to the natural world it's going to be better um the limitations of where do you start, you know, because there's lots of repeating strategies and divergent solutions and, you know, convergent solutions in the actual world. So you need to spend time looking at that as well. One of the big things I've been finding with biomimicry, especially, is it's a bit like design thinking. It comes to me that anyone can learn how to be an innovator, which is tricky. You know, it's hard work. It's not the sexy thing of just going and into the zoo and staring at animals and plants and that it's the hard work of understanding the markets and developing new, mm. you know getting everything built as well right. but, i mean the, the, but those are challenges that can be overcome by understanding so one of the, the big things we found in uk and this across europe as well for getting stuff out of academia is investment yeah and also being more risky you know the uk europe we're not as you know our funding for universities is different from the us because a lot of them are privately funded but you know, kind of investing in the risk of these companies because you know that most ideas will fail anyway, under the companies will. But why not give them a chance? I, I think. I mean, that goes back to well, Edison, uh, Thomas. Ed, what they say, Thomas yeah. Edison. You know, he he did he he failed what ninety nine times and and passed the hundredth time. So it's it's yeah. that it's that perseverance that that needs to be kind of um, uh, needs to be promoted more and more. Yeah, and one of the other things I find. There's a lot of people like jumping in this high-tech solution. Well, why not go back into nature-based, you know, plants? You know, even understanding kind of more ecological engineering kind of things, or putting in, you know, uh, ways of filtering water, you know, street trees, all these kind of things that can come in as well. We don't need to over-engineer everything. Sometimes it's a bit like, you know, children with Lego. They want to put every single bit in. But it's about carefully selecting the piece in the right place. Mm. Um, Richard, can can uh, vernacular architecture be 
termed as as sustainable? It can if it's. I mean, if it's vernacular architecture, actually, if, if it's working. You know, I'm. You know, the, the last time I was in uh, Dubai and looking at all these big shiny buildings, thinking, well, these are very very similar to what you find in Northern Europe. What? Yeah, there's places where people are building homes with no need for air conditioning. Hmm. So why are we not learning from the the cultures that have been doing it for decades and why can't we replicate that? It doesn't have to be just the shiny, you know, all the newest kit put in. There's going to be a time and a place for it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, indeed. So, so it's that one of consideration when you're looking at, I don't know, the, in Saudi Arabia, the development of Neom. It'd be interesting to unpick and seeing what they're using in vernacular style and traditional techniques for cooling and all these other things for a community as well, instead of just everything's about new tech. Richard, finally, what's the next step? I mean, we we seem to be facing a lot of challenges um, from from uh, from the carbon. I mean, when you know, irrespective of what we talk about, carbon footprint is there, yeah. and and everybody's talking about it, but it it. Sometimes I I feel there's a lot of lip service. Um, how does one and and again and when I'm and when I say that it goes back to the fear I raised earlier that um, you know big business always talks um, and they always um, to them it's about uh, the the you know the bottom line which is the, the you know how how much money I can make. But from someone like me or brother Amini. Or brother Ali, that we were we, that we as in, as individuals, how do we um, benefit um, from from you know, or what can we do um, to to uh, to get involved in this bio mimicry and 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 make it useful not just for ourselves but from within our community. Yeah, I mean, I'm sure you probably already got that. I, mean, I don't know if you tie yourself on the shoelaces, you go Velcro, and that inspired by nature. Um, I'm hoping you can tie your own shoelaces now. Um, <laughs> I'm, I'm not willing yeah. to answer that on air. <laughs> yeah, yeah, off the record. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> but, sorry, I've lost myself now. Yeah, it's really about understanding. So, for like, for a community. So, I was working with my local church and eco congregations about understanding the value of kind of, you know, garden space, putting in biodiversity corridors, little things, getting people understanding, you know, that we can work with an actual world. We don't need to work against it. You know, you know, planting little wilderness gardens, little things like that, and get people connecting to nature. You know, getting your children out and working with local community parks and things like that as well. On a bigger scale, you can start thinking, well, is there technologies out there that actually solve these problems and not just say they're copying it to, you know, make more money? So that's the balance. Mm, that's the balance. Richard McGowan, founder... I mean, the, the, Sure. I mean, Certainly, please, please, yes. There's a great documentary series on um, Amazon called Evolve. Um, it's presented by Patrick Arahi, and it's um, six episodes on different aspects of biomimicry, so I really recommend that, or Patrick's podcast on BBC World Service, which is on 30 animals. Wonderful. Inspired us. Wonderful. Richard McGowan, founder of Biomimicry Innovation Lab and Biomimicry UK, thank you so much for taking time out this morning and coming on to our breakfast show. I wish you a fantastic day ahead. Peace be with you, brother. Yeah, likewise. Thank you. Thank you.
Uh, and just before you asked, yes, my butler does my shoelaces. So, <laughs> you know, that's why, you know. It's, it's, Thank uh, God it's, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you for letting me know. <laughs> I could see the, the look on your face thinking, what? what, what? Yeah. You don't you, do shoelaces? Brother Kim can't do his shoelaces. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, I'm just joking. Um, in, interesting. Um, I mean, you know, we, we, we talk about... Um, footprint red footprint and climate change and, mm. and everything you know th- there's so many different words that we utilize um nowadays uh, but everything falls under the, this this one topic that um of of looking after um looking after our our earth because we know that we're abusing it we know that it's not you know a lot of people we always talk about people oh there's climate change deniers and this and that the other but you know, let's get away from that. We know for a fact that um, the more materialistic, the more um, the the more we we pollute um, the world, eventually it's going to have an effect uh, on on you know on what's going to be giving back yeah, to us. Yeah, yeah. And and now nature is throwing back at us. What we've been, <laughs> yeah. What what we how we've been abusing it and yeah. saying, you know what, enough is enough. Yeah, yeah. And and you know, just just because you mentioned that um, in the in the in the Holy Quran, um, Allah the Almighty, God Almighty, He states, um, and create not disorder in the earth after it has been set in order. This is better for you if you are believers. That is from chapter seven, uh, verse eighty six, and and from this the. The traditions and and the teachings of the of the holy prophet of Islam, uh, may peace and blessings of of Allah be upon him. Um, he also extensively covered various aspects of the of the environment, including um, uh, conservation of 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 uh, natural resources and and environmental hygiene. You know the the holy prophet of Islam, may peace and blessings of Allah be upon him. He uh, discouraged. Overconsumption of of luxury and opulence and, and and pursued moderation in all walks of life. So, from the beginning, uh, I mean, from this, this is from four, fourteen and a half, fifteen hundred years ago, with the Qiyum that the, the 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 founder of Islam is teaching us to look after our environment, to look after our our planet Earth, mm. Mother Nature, uh, and it's not. It didn't make a difference in his era. It's going is making a difference for the people that are coming afterwards. From what. And that's the key, isn't it? Yeah. That 1,500 years ago, there wasn't a need for that message because at that time, the earth wasn't being abused. Yeah. So they were not cooked. They, they, you know, so so he knew, and hence why that message was there because there was a time that will come when people will be abusing. Hmm. But we're talking about the Islamic perspective. The head of the Ahmadiyya Muslim community, Hazrat Mirza Masur Ahmed, the fifth caliph of the promised Messiah, may Allah strengthen his hand. Um, um, the the, uh, the Muslim Ahmadiyya Muslim youth had an audience with His Holiness on the fourth of September, twenty twenty one in UK, um, where His Holiness talked about Islam's belief in climate change and what to do to tackle it according to His Holiness' perspective. So let's go and listen to what His Holiness um, said um, at this uh, uh, question answer session. My name is Yusuf Khan and I'm from New Malden, Kiadit. My question is, many people are worried about climate change recently. What is Islam's take on climate change? And is there any advice for people at home? (laughs) 
you see allah taala says that excess of everything is bad right although you see whatever the climate change is because of the industrial revolution too much uh, smoke is being sent on in the air air is being polluted this is why it is one of the causes of the climate changes secondly the 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 trees are being cut and uh, no new forestation is being done in the especially in the third world countries right although the population is increasing but if we have proper plans we can make we can accommodate the population in such a way that uh, within the limited area of the land we can accommodate as many people as possible right and infrastructure should be provided according to that okay so if we are not following the you need the what law of nature requires from us then the ultimate result will be that we are going to ruin our future we are going to doom ourselves or our generation so the the best way is that uh, instead of the the greed or involving too much involving ourselves too much in in the in the the comfort of the world and by creating so much of uh, gadgets and, and you see without any um, you know proper planning increase our production and because of the competition as china is doing and india is doing or america is doing now china china says that because america started this pollution of the climate pollution some 100 years ago so this is why they have announced themselves now we have started it now and we shall take again next 100 years before we stop so every country have their own vested interests they are not uh, thinking of their future about their future generation right so the best thing is that apart from making proper planning that uh, how much fuel and emission should be done or how can we control it alongside it we should encourage and even force the third world countries to plant more trees so their uh, the air pollution becomes less and in this way it will help us to reduce the climate change okay And that was His Holiness uh, Hazrat Mirza Masroor Ahmed answering the question from one of the Ahmadiyya Muslim youth. Uh, Brother Amin, um, we are coming up to uh, the end of the show. Um, if I may ask uh, anything else that uh, we can we can actually inform our listeners from a, the, the, the Islamic perspective and the importance of climate change. 
Yeah, so um, it's narrated that um, the the Holy Prophet of Islam, he said that if a Muslim plants a tree or sows seeds and then a bird or a person or an animal eats from it, it is regarded as a charitable gift for him. Furthermore, uh, another n- uh, narration of, of the Holy Prophet of Islam, he said, um, he mentions about seven acts that would be beneficial to a person after death. They include the following, um, digging a canal, digging a well and planting a tree. So from there we can understand that um, helping the, the environment and helping the um, the the generations to come after we've left this 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 world and we've gone to the next year after will continue to um, benefit us in 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 the in the future and in the coming times and not just us but also the future generations. Um, you know the another one point that I would like to mention. We don't have time for We it. don't have time for that. We're coming up to the end of the show. Okay. Need to do the formalities. We need to thank our producers, Christine Malaha Saleha and Halima, the researchers, Hania Barira Saleha, Khafia Halima and Vaki. Thank you to you, Brother Amini. Thank you to all of our listeners. Thank you to our guests for taking time out and coming on to our show. Thank you to all of you listeners um, who, you know, actually take time out mm-hmm. and listen to... Oh, interesting conversations. Our interesting conversations. Political. Finally, have to thank Brother Habib in technical, um, without who we can do nothing. Please forgive our shortcomings. Please remember us in your prayers. Until we meet again, may the peace and blessings of Allah be upon you all.